Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! We're going to do nothing for after our Kenny no Danico. Or nope, nothing. No, they deserve nothing. Um, the one thing that you will always get from the Uncle Puckers, whether you like it or not, is we will be brutally honest, no matter what about this team. And we heap so much praise on them when they're doing well that we sound like the biggest homers in the world. But when they're not, we're going to fucking call it the way it is. And uh, that's kind of where we're at tonight. We got two games since we last saw you guys, Montreal and back-to-back against Washington. Washington was at home. It was up at the Bell Center for Montreal. Chris and Bobby, Uncle Puckers with you here tonight. Um, And... Yeah, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some ugly. Uh, but you know, how you doing, Bob? I'm doing well, man. You know, all things, all things aside with the game, uh, doing well. Got some pretty exciting things coming up this weekend. Um, I didn't even tell you about this. So one of the reasons that I'm not chatting with you tomorrow, we got a, we got a, one of our cousins here, a young kid. He's a kicker for high school, and he's a family kicker of four on the boys. football team. Football team. Okay. He, he he was the one boy out of four that played soccer his whole life. And then when he got into high school, he's like, you know what? I want to play football. Maybe I'll try to be the kicker. He's a kid who's been kicking his whole life. Yeah. So sure enough, makes a team, varsity team as a freshman. He's been kicking. He got picked up by a guy who runs like a kicking camp. He's been back and forth to Florida a couple times. Now it's his senior year, and uh, we're going up to see his last game tomorrow. And he's been scouted. Like, That's what I was just going to ask. Scouted. Got- he got, the guy he hooked up with when he was like a sophomore said, stick with me, stick with my program. I'll get you into the scouting views and all that. So he's been to like Connecticut. I forget which school. Um, right now he's going to UPenn, which is his, his choice. And it's really cool because they send him like a scouting tape and they invite the family and they get like pregame and 50-yard line seats. And they really you know, are trying That's to like, awesome. recruit. He's got a real legitimate chance of being a kicker for one of these like major universities. That's now like a D one school, like a legit D one school, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, so we have to go see his last game because um, that's just that's just so awesome. So let me know, tell you something. We're proud of him. Now he's a field goal kicker or punter or both. Both. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, not many people do both. Um, and if you're good, even if you're just good at one of them, like to the point, you know, your college numbers are good, and you can hit, you know, post fifty at maybe a 70, 72, 75 percent rate. You you can have 
a yeah, I don't, I don't know make... what his rate is. I know he's posted a 65 before. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, swear to God, dude. I'm not kidding. So, like I said, wow. maybe it was a one shot. I don't know. I don't know his rate. I know I have seen him play once before two years ago, and, you know, he got, you know, all four or five kicks. He has, you know, two extra points and, and three from, you know, your average distance. Right. Um, but, yeah, he goes out and just practices and just kicks have you, all the have time. Have you ever tried to kick a field goal? Yeah. I used to go up to high school and just plant the ball. It's so fucking it. hard. Like it, it looks is. like the easiest thing in the world, but to actually get that ball up in the air and some air under it, it's it's so freaking difficult. Well, if it ain't and if it ain't spinning right, you know that kind of end over end, right. it's just going to go all over the place. And that's pretty much how mine always go, yeah. or I end up on my ass. Um, you know, one or the other. But field goal kicking is very hard. I think punting is extremely hard too. Like you got to have a hell of a leg to be a good punter. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, and I like the science to punting too. Like some of these guys can place that ball like oh, inside yeah. the five. That's pretty impressive. But the best thing about kicking, it's like uh, I was, you know, used to tell my son like all the time, like you ever want to be a professional football player or a professional baseball player? If you're ever going to be a professional football player, you would be either be a field goal kicker or a long snapper. All right, they don't get touched. Every team needs a good one, yeah. uh, you know, and if you're if you're good, you can have work, you know, 20 year career, make yourself a boatload of money and walk out without all the bullshit injuries that everybody else walks out of. Uh, and in baseball, it's like left handed reliever, you're left handed reliever in baseball. You're always going to have work no matter what. And even oh. if you're not very good. There's always teams that want a left-handed reliever, and maybe you'll work. I don't know what two innings a a, a week, maybe. You know, it's it's not not a bad gig, and it's they not a pay. Bad gig. I remember when, when my kid was real young, he was he was throwing the ball, and he was you know real young. You're throwing with like either hand. He started to get a little older, and it's down here. Like we used to throw in the basement. Like I didn't care. We'd set up targets and just throw around, and uh, I'm just trying to feed him into that left hand. Wife yeah. was like, "Look, oh, he's, yeah. he's a righty." I'm like, "No, he's not." I'm like, yeah. "Let him throw his left." <laughs> I always thought this, how great would an NFL quarterback be if they were ambidextrous enough to they can actually, if they had the equal amount of accuracy between their left hand and right hand, something that's never, ever been done. I don't think it yeah. probably ever could be. It, it's, you know, just the mechanics of throwing one way is difficult enough. I mean, but there's but baseball players who have done it. There so are why baseball players. couldn't a quarterback players. do it? Could you imagine that? That would be something. And you'd give defenses fits because it, it doesn't no, matter oh if you come at you know if you, if you're coming at me at the there's no blind side if I can throw the right. ball from either with either arm there's no blind side like you're, you're gearing never, up to throw it to right you see the guy coming you just slide it over to your left that and would chuck be it incredible yep. that's and, never and, happened in football huh nope yeah that would that would be something yeah that's what I would like to Pretty see cool so we talked about football and we talked a little yep. bit about baseball. I guess it's since we're not big basketball fans. I guess yeah. it's it's only just you know fitting that we eventually do talk about hockey. <laughs> so look, I'm not even gonna you know. There's so many other podcasts out there that will give you guys the you know all the stats, everything, and we do that sometimes. But I'm sure. not gonna do it this time because there's just so much more to discuss about what's happening with this team right now. Um, that I think we should just dive right in. Um, well, we'll start with the good, man. You know, Montreal, mm -hmm. they, they started out a little slow again. Uh, they're down a goal. They catch back up. Then really the third period, they kicked it into high gear. And uh, Toffoli gets the hat trick. Hughes gets four assists. They're all over the place. They look phenomenal. VTech plays really, really good. You know, a couple of defensive breakdowns, but it wasn't terrible, and they make it out with a five-two win. Uh, what it's is your... pretty pretty much what you'd expect to see. Like you could have had a more crisp, perfect game, sure. but that is the type of 
execution we wanted to see against a lesser team. We wanted to yeah. see finally get a win by a, by a little bit of margin instead of being so close or losing by one. Against so they got that, it, that you should beat. You should be. Yes. Yeah, You're not you always know. going to, but statistically, you should be. And then, you know, you roll into Thursday mm. or Wednesday, rather, which was yesterday's game. All right. Let's just talk a minute about the first period, which might be the worst period of hockey I've seen the Devils play in yeah. over a year. I mean, it was abysmal. And it, what, you know, we'll start up front. They were just not skating. Um, you're playing a slow team. You're playing a team. Yeah, I get it. They're bigger and they're, you know, very defensive, responsible, defensively responsible. I get that they were, you know, trying to clog up the middle the whole night. That was the whole theme of Washington. But, you know, you, you didn't even use your speed. You basically just let them do whatever they want. But Akira Schmid was so fucking terrible. I mean, this is now, I think, three starts in a row where he yes. has looked worse each start yeah forget about looking human he's right. looking alien there's something wrong um which is going to be one of my keys later um but i i don't really know how to place what's going on it, it, again you do have the beginning of the season right so there's that microcosm that you're looking through which does make everything worse this is quite frankly alarming now at this point with schmidt he looks like a shadow of himself I agree. So, now, I had the fortune of not being able to watch this whole game to get a full feel for it. This is one of the, I think, five games on TBS I don't get with my new internet cable provider. I resided to the fact I wasn't watching this game. I was actually at a Halloween parade, but of course I'm checking my phone. And I'm literally roller coaster of emotions. I look yeah. at it. I'm like, how is it 3 nothing against Washington already? I'm like, thank God I'm here. I'm not going to watch this anyway, you know? But of course, I couldn't not look. And then... Derek starts texting. He's like, well, that's more like it. I'm like, what's that? So I look at my phone. It's still 3 nothing. I'm like, what's he talking about? Somebody scored a goal. So I think by this point, we're home. Jamie and I are just watching something on TV. About two minutes go by. I'm like, let me just refresh again. I'm like, it's 3-3. How the hell is it 3 And while I'm analyzing 3-3, because now I got to look at the highlights. Now I got to see what right. exactly is happening in this game. Because I know they played like shit, but I wasn't getting the full understanding. And I see social media going off about how bad they're playing. And then Toffoli scores while I'm honest. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, that's the devils I know. Hey, we spotted you three. Now we're going to come back and, and just gut punch you. That's what I, I – so I watched the first period at work, and I'm completely disgusted. Um, I have, you know, the second period is about to start, but I'm taping it at home. I just – and I, that's when I actually threw in the group text, like, I'm going dark. I'll yeah. watch the rest of the game later at home, so don't text me anything about the game. So I get home. I sit down, put it on, start at the second period. And they were a different team. Second period was phenomenal. They were flying all over the place. They had, uh, let's also back up to the fact that they're playing a fucking against a goaltender that is, is what, his first NHL start? Yeah, this is I this dude, so. Shepard, I think was his name. First NFL star, NHL start. We made him look like a fucking superstar. Yes. And he, you know, didn't have to make any kind of miraculous saves because we really weren't testing him, especially in the first period. And then when we start in the second, it just, okay, here we go. You know, Toffoli scores, Meyer scores. I think it was, uh, was it Hughes that had he the sure, third one? He, he sure, sure. He sure goal, which was a he fantastic sure. goal. Oh, that Hard was working epic. goal. Yeah. You know, I think it was Tom Wilson's trying to push him out, and he just kept his balance and kept his eye on the puck. Hard working. Falling and scoring. Falling yeah, and great goal. Great. 
Um, Jack, again, is just all over the place. You know, I think he had, what, three more points last three more, night. Three more assists, yep. Like, this dude is just on fire. And we could, I think, literally, like, realistically, easy for me to say, realistically start talking about this dude as the MVP because he's just yeah. playing that fucking good. And I don't know if there's, other than injury plaguing this dude, like, there's no slowing him down. No. Um, but, so, you know, I'm like, okay, it's 3-3. Three, three. And Tone and I are kind of texting a little bit, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I, it's a text is something like, it's just amazing to me how they can turn it on That's and right. just do that. Just and then they're up, the hell on. They're up four, three. Like we got the lead. Like, this is okay. We're going into the third where it just, okay. Washington played a little bit better, but that's where, see, I thought first period, the whole team collectively played like shit. Second period, I thought that our forwards, our forward groups really stepped up, got us to lead. Third period, I felt like our defense completely let us down. Right. Now, personally, I was very surprised that Vanacek was in in the second because my whole thing is this is early in the season. Keep Schmidt in. This is what I'm thinking in my head as I'm driving home to watch the second yeah. period. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if Schmidt's going to start. What would I do? And I'm thinking I would keep him in. Because the bottom line is, you, we got to see what the, really have to see what we have. Um, and you know, if he goes out there and he gets absolutely fucking peppered and and gives up eight, well, you know, the, at least you know what you have. Now I understand also. Okay, maybe he's just having a bad night. Let's get him out of there. And also a goalie change fire up the team, which it did. Um, yeah. But we're no, yes, the Schmid. We're going to talk about our goaltending issue. But before that, I want to talk about our defense, which is yeah. a shell of what it was last year. And going into this season, I didn't think that losing Severson and mostly Graves was going to hurt us the way that as badly as it is right now, because it's fucking killing us, especially Graves. What is your, it is. yeah. Talk about the defense. I mean, listen, we, we joke about my affinity for Graves, right? But it was never a love affair because of anything flashy. I just happened it to notice his face. It was his face and the hair, the his way it hair, flows when he skates. His penis. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I I just seemed to me that in almost every game, I'm sure it wasn't every game, there was at least one or two very subtle plays that were like almost absolute goal stoppers, like right. where you can almost legitimately say that was a, that was a saved goal in a way. And I just didn't notice that with anybody else individually, probably because I was so busy following Graves. Right, but it just it just stood out to me. Now Severson, I didn't get that for. Like I, yeah, I wasn't on the Severson bashing, but I didn't ever think he was known as kind of a pillar of defense back there. That's not what he was even meant for our team. Um, But obviously, the collective having them both gone um, is hurting us. And we've talked a little bit about moving the defensive lines around, or you know, moving a player two. And um, if we don't find a way, once Miller gets you know healthy. To get in there and give it a try, I think something we've all said before is that it's going to be sooner than later for Nemec because if you're going to have questions defensively, let's have the upside at the same time. Well, so. here's the thing, too, is even with the guys we have, the six that have started what pretty much every game, right? The six that have been in there. Now, if these guys play a, a, a slow five minutes, Lindy's throwing the lines in a blender, but he has kept these pairings together since game one. Like, it's time to at least maybe change it up. I mean, I just think, you know, Marino has not found his game at all. 
And you know, we were talking about the, you know, why was he benched in that third period a couple of games ago over Smith, where Smith had these glaring mistakes. I didn't realize that Marino was on the goal on the ice for all four of those or whatever of the Islander yeah, goals okay. that night. Yeah. They, he was on the ice for all of them. And then now when he actually – he had a couple of bad turnovers. And he's been playing with um, Luke Hughes, right? Or no. Yeah, he's been playing with Luke Hughes. Siegenthaler, Hamilton. It's been Hughes, Marino, and Ball and Siegenthaler. Am I right about that? Why I knew this like the back of my hand. Why am I forgetting now? But, yeah. Just double-check that yeah. if, you, if you can. But, anyway yeah. – I think that, you know, we have to do something as far as splitting these guys up. And, you know, I thought Smith, again, I thought he had an okay game, even last night, except yeah, he's Paul still and taking... Marino, Smith and Hughes. Yeah. Right. And he's, oh, Smith and Hughes. Smith and so, Hughes. Smith and Hughes, like, why are we, why are Smith and Hughes on the lines together? Like, yeah, why, I've never liked that. Right. Hughes should be playing with Marino. Yes. And, you know, at least, I you know, have Marino just worry about defense and you know and and that's what I would do and ball I think is playing pretty good but I also think that he's maybe overcompensating for Brendan Smith playing poorly um and then yeah. you know why not throw Siegenthaler down or, or ball up with Hamilton and put Siegenthaler and Smith together um I just I don't know I don't know but I think yeah. this defensive core right now they are Swiss fucking cheese man it is really really hard to watch and th- Here's the other thing. Like, we haven't played a top-notch team yet. Right. When we play a top-notch team, I think we're going to get smoked. Well, unless they own up, you know, pick up their competitive self when they get going. But I don't know. Listen, here's here's one thing I can tell you this. You know, since the beginning of time, excellent teams have been beaten by poor teams. It happens all the time, every day, every week. Don't even bring up Monday night because that was a good team beating a good team. (laughs) Wasn't going to do that. (laughs) Even though I said on this show, I'm going to go watch the Vikings get their asses kicked. You did. That's okay. You were preparing yourself for what you thought was going to happen, and good for you. It went the other way. Can I just talk Um, real quick about football for a second? Oh, yeah. Just real quick. Um, I'll I'll just go to the bathroom or something. No, no. Now, Minnesota started off this year with high hopes. Um, everybody knew Detroit was going to be really good, so the division, winning the division game was going to be tough. And we have played so poorly as far as turnovers go from day one. They've been moving the ball. They've been in between the 20s. They're going, you know, they're up and down the field. They have had trouble punching it in. You know, they've had to settle for field goals. And four times in the first four games, they fumbled or threw an interception in the red zone when they're about to go score a touchdown. Now that's backbreaking. And every single time, except for Monday night, the uh, other team went down and scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you get you left seven on the field and then gave them seven. Um, if they had cleaned all those things up, if those bad plays weren't there, they would have beaten or at least gone to overtime with Kansas City. They probably would have beaten Philadelphia. And then you throw Monday in where they did play a full, complete game and looked great against San Francisco. Entirely now, different record, entirely different team. Could you imagine what the perception is in Minnesota if they beat Kansas City, Philadelphia, and San Francisco in the first eight weeks of the year? Perception is you just beat three of the top Super Bowl favorites. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, none of it means shit right. until Sunday. If you can go into Green Bay and do that again, 
I think, you know, then, okay. Um, right now, that game uh, is, uh, you know, that's the biggest game of the year for them. If they can go in and do what they did last time, uh, the other night on Monday to the Packers, I will be a believer that this team can make a run. That's funny because I, um, I was at the gym today and I just saw it kind of scrolling on the bottom of one of the football programs and they were doing who needs it more for the next win. And that one mm-hmm. came up. And just instinctively, I said Minnesota, because I feel like if they get that win, they can actually go somewhere with it and kind of take off from there. I don't see anything specific happening with Green Bay. No. And they had it for all the all the matchups. You know, right. But I, that one stuck out to me. And right away, I said Minnesota. So they yeah, do need they, it. I mean, yeah. And, they and it if they if they play the way that they played against San Francisco, they'll they'll smoke them. You know, and, and, and you even look at that San Francisco game, that was three times that they were in the red zone that they couldn't punch it in again and had to settle for field goals. That game could have been very lopsided. But there is a game tonight, and uh, Buffalo is playing Tampa in Buffalo. So uh, if anybody is going to throw a few bucks on that, I say uh, do it on DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook uh, is the NFL season's going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is – Hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. Oh, no, they're not. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every game day this October. Right now, which is crazy, and I didn't check the line today, but I think yesterday the Packers were actually favored by two. Hmm. So I really like Minnesota to not only just cover that win, but you do what you want. I got a, I got five bucks on tonight's game. I don't remember exactly what the parlay I took. But anyway, get in on the game day greatness and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just $5 on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Oh, I like that one. Thank you. Gambling problem? Hmm? You have a gambling problem, Bob? Because if you if you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance or seven days, whichever comes first. Just a little tip. They're both the same. Sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Listen, Devils fans, we get it. Since the beginning of time, you've been dealing with Rangers fans coming into our building and acting like they own the place. Acting like it's a bonus home game because it's closer or less expensive or more likely because they're just tired of that dumpy, dark pit they call it. It's an a arena. better arena. Regardless of why, it sucks. <laughs> but there is something we can do for one what night can we at do, least. Bob? Well, Chris, the Uncle Puckers, <laughs> along with a few other Devils podcasts and content providers, are spreading the word to take over Madison Square garbage on Monday, March 11th. Let's all get together in our best home reds and loudly, proudly support Jersey's team. You know, the playoffs last year in New York, we had the largest, most vocal showing of Devils fans in the 40-year history. We do have the fan base to take over that pit of despair, and we owe it to the entitled across the river to do just that. (laughs) Understand, this is not about organizing one section of traveling fans, but rather a full infiltration of the world's most forgettable arena. 
So get whatever ticket you can, and together we can spread the red on Monday, March 11th. World's most forgettable <laughs> arena. I love it. Love it. I love it, Bobby. That was fantastic. So very good. So let's do it. I agree. Uh, we need to go, and we need to just let the Ranger fans know that their bullshit will no longer be tolerated because anything they can do, we can do better. Can so do I better. think, yes. And it's never been done. We've never actually had. Now, you're right. The playoff game was a big deal. There were a ton of range of Devil fans uh, at those Ranger games. And, you know, uh, Let's Go Devils was audible from home yes. watching it. And it was awesome to see. Now, imagine what we do if we all actually plan this and we all get together yeah. and we head down there. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And hopefully the Devils will have their shit together by then. Um, now. Let's talk goaltending, because if Akira Schmid continues to play this way, he's not going to be with this team much longer. Now, I don't know what the options are. I don't know if Keith Kincaid is healthy, um, if he can come over from Chicago. I don't know, because right now, the way that they're, you can tell what their plan was, was these guys were pretty much going to get a split. I mean, yes. unless somebody really stepped in and VTech really just took off and, okay, we're going to run this guy. We also had the most back-to-backs than any mm-hmm. team in the NHL this year. A couple years in a row again. Yeah. Right. So we're going to need that second goaltender, and we're going to need him to play well. And if it's not a Kara Schmid, then who? And if you do ride VTech Vanacek as well as he's been playing, he has been playing great. We know how VTech plays towards the end of the season when he's overworked. And he yeah. hasn't proven to us yet that that's not his M.O. Right now it is. So what the hell are these guys going to do about goaltending right now? Well, listen, that's that's a later in the year problem, to be honest with you. Right now, I think that what has to happen is Vitek, when the schedule allows, needs to just kind of get in there and get a little more rhythm. You know, if it's a day on, day off, day on. Let him get or Vitek? Vitek. Let okay. him get a couple of starts in a row. Let the goalie coaches and people work with Schmidt a little bit. Just get his confidence back. Whatever they do for that, show him film, show him how great he was last year against the Rangers, like anything. But just ease him off just a little bit. Just let it roll like we've got one guy who's going to take it. Just I'm not talking – I'm talking next week, you know, like those first two in a row. Don't don't go V and right back to Schmidt. Just go V, day off, V. You know, just give him, give him a little bit of a mental break, I well, think. The way and if this- nothing else, he – deserves to sit <laughs> right for right i mean now. the way the so. schedule is breaking now you know that vtech will be in that tomorrow against buffalo then we play on sunday against the wild and then we don't play again it's a home and home uh, right. so we play thursday in minnesota i do expect vtech to play the next three yes um but i'm real nervous that what if vtech falls apart like we you know, we were shouting from the rooftops, especially after the playoffs last year, they have to do something about goaltending. And I think we all drank the Kool-Aid throughout the summer. And, okay, yeah, these maybe these guys can do it. And, you know, look mm-hmm. what Schmidt did against the Rangers. And Schmidt played pretty well throughout the season. But I'm going to say something now. I never fucking thought that I was ever going to say. And at this moment right now, six games into the season or seven games into the season, how many games have we played? Seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven games into the season. I will take Sorry, McKenzie, McKenzie Blackwood and the way he's playing in San Jose over Akira Schmidt right now. And I despise McKenzie Blackwood as a goaltender. And <laughs> it's that's how fucking that's how down I am on Schmidt. 
Listen, this is just the way the script has to be written for, for drama. Like, he's not supposed to go over there and do as good as he's doing because then we got to talk about that. And our guys aren't supposed to be doing as bad as they're doing because everyone was hyping up the devils and now they're looking kind of pedestrian. But let me let me tell you something. Let me get back to the point I was going to make before. Okay. Every team gets beat up by bad teams. We were the bad team for a decade. And how many of those times that we faced like the Stanley Cup champion and we beat them? And we're always mm-hmm. like, why can't we play like this against everybody? Then maybe we wouldn't be a bad team. It happens. Nobody has a rationale for it. But it's bullshit and it's got to stop. Of course, it's not an excuse. But the other thing is we're about 7% into the season. You know what I mean? It's really infant. We're... One point away from first place in the Metro. Nobody's running away with this yet. I know it hurts to have these points go away, but it really is under the microscope now more than it probably would be at any time. I mean, even, you know, after the really good start last year, when the Devils hit that major slide in December, like, I don't even think that was under the microscope as much as this. No, I agree. And what compounds it is the other, some of the other, teams that are expected to be Stanley Cup favorites are like undefeated right now. So all the Devils fans are comparing how can we be 2-2-1 two, two, and one or whatever if they're 6-0 and oh? and it, it doesn't make sense and you start to really think can we even hang with these people. I just say there's a lot to get you know covered. Um, the defense will pick it back up. The, the underlying problems are there. Now they're getting better at their 5-on-5 five five play. Yes, late, especially right? last night. It's they... a slow crawl. Like you don't see it so dynamically, but it is getting better. But to what we were talking about before, um, Jack Hughes, 17 points, Jeff Pratt, 10 points to Foley, nine points, Dougie Hamilton, six points. Okay. Four key guys. We got a plus one, a minus one, a plus one and a minus two. How does Jack Hughes have 17 points and be a plus one? He's not exactly the guy out there letting goals in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Brad too. Our number two score is a minus one. Our penalty kill is horrific. It's horrific this year. We cannot stop. It all boils down to our defense. It boils down to the fact that, you know, certain good penalty killers are taking stupid penalties too, like Smith and Marino, you know, in that last game. Like, we no, dude, we need you on the ice. You can't be taking these stupid penalties. Um, but the penalty kill right now is just terrible. The power play is outstanding. The Jack Hughes is just, look, man, I have never – like he's just so worth the money. I mean, I mean that like the price of admission. Like anybody who is even not a Devil fan, when the Devils come to your town, you're gonna shell out your one hundred and fifty dollars just to go see Jack play. He's they were that talking guy. on you know one of the NHL morning shows, you know, on SiriusXM, and they were mentioning how. Jack's underlying numbers, and those are the advanced stats, and I'm not going to pretend to tell you I understand completely, right, um, are just as good as they're saying. And they were basically saying something like, when you watch him, it looks like he's literally taking over the game and is absolutely the reason that everything positive is happening. And then you can actually go to those advanced metrics and say, it's true. What you're seeing is actually yeah. what's happening. He is that good. He is driving the entire play every time he's on the ice. So when you mention MVP, unless they straight up go with flat-out points again, and barring McDavid being hurt for too long, he's going to run away with the points probably. He will be a legitimate, you know. I, I mean, I, I do think that there is some things that you – positives you could take away, and not just with the Devils. Like, look, Carolina's playing terrible. Edmonton's playing terrible. New Jersey's playing meh. 
this is three teams that a lot of people had at the end of the season. You know, these are three teams that were going to be there, whether it's a conference final, if it's cup final, even cup winner. Does anybody think, honestly, that New Jersey, Carolina, and Edmonton aren't going to make the playoffs? No, I think they're going to probably figure their shit out, especially Carolina. And I think more so the Devils than Edmonton right now because I think Edmonton has some serious problems. We have one bad goaltender. They have two. And I'll say the same thing. Actually, with Carolina, too. All right, how's this? We have one bad goalie. Edmonton has two bad goalies. Carolina has three bad goalies. Three bad goalies, um, yeah. Yeah, wow. and, and they're they're giving up goals left and right. So I know it is early in the season. Everything is kind of wonky and things settle down and teams kind of fall into place and, you know, throughout the season. But I just – and I, I think it is to the expectation as a fan that, you know, this team of what they're – you know, what everything they did in the offseason, everything they did last year, like this isn't supposed to happen. Um, I just hope that – we don't figure it out too late because I just think there's way too many good teams that you can't fuck around like this. You have to. And then, but at the same time, you watch that second period last night and it's like, you can't touch these guys when they're, and it's, you know, when Jack's going and everybody follows and then Heischer's chipping in, there are a couple of guys though I am genuinely concerned about. Um, Dawson Mercer. Dawson I am Mercer. genuinely concerned about dude. He's invisible. Yeah, it's his all around play too. It's not just that he is not putting up points. Right. He's not he's not driving anything. Like there's there's really nothing there's really nothing going on there. Um ebbs and flows is is what I'm hoping. You know, I think that at some point, um I think that we are not too far away from inserting um like a, maybe a new defenseman of a certain caliber. Like if we can get Miller healthy enough to try him out to see if that can kind of reseat everybody maybe. Cause I don't, I don't like that middle pair. I don't, I don't think it, you know, ball to me should be the third pair lesser minute guy. See, I disagree. I think ball should be with Hamilton. I do. I know, but Siegs and Hamilton were such a good pair last year. And then if you want to mimic kind of what happened, that's why Hughes should be up with Marino because Severson left. It kind of gives that same feel. But anyway, I guess either one, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable with that than I am with kind of that that sixth guy. And I think if Miller gets a shot and he can't quite figure it out, I think that's going to be the first trade you see. Like uh, some kind of just real steadying presence back there. I agree. I do agree. And you need it. You need, And, you know, again, they're still kind of – I thought last night they played a little bit more physical. I, you know, Meyer was taking the body and Toffoli was yeah. taking the body. I absolutely fucking love what Tyler Toffoli has done so far yeah. this season. And just uh, – and, and look, man, the first couple of games, the lines weren't working. You know, they juggled them up, and those lines have been clicking. Uh, as, I think the McLeod line has been skating their ass off. I think they're playing pretty good. I think their opportunities will come. McLeod's got some great hands. He's fast, and he's got a shot that people, I think, is underrated. Um, I think Lazar's been playing pretty good. But, again, you know, Thomas Nosek uh, not being there, I think, hurts. Eric Holla. Do you yeah. feel like Eric Holla, for some reason, is just getting fucking his ass beat every night he's out there? Like, I'm like, dude, this guy's taking some huge hits, man. Like, you got to, you know, I don't know what to do, but, like, you're not going to make it 82 games, dude. You got to. I, I wonder what that is. Is it is it people keen in on him? Or is it, it seems just like that it. he's so into every single play and shift that he's putting himself in those positions? I wonder. Like, is he a hated guy? I know Carolina hates him. Um, I, I mean, maybe. Uh, but there, again, there are some dudes that I think, I mean, I, I love the way Palat's been playing and, you know, we know they can score goals. 
But yeah. I don't want to have to be in a fucking shootout 5-6 every single night because our defense isn't yeah. playing so good. I mean, that was the – and, and you know, look, people are playing the Devils very different now. When, you know, they go in, they know how to play them. They're going to take away their speed. They're going to – you know, that's their main thing. Take the speed away. Don't let them get right. going. Don't let them get cycling in the offensive zone. And I feel like right now we're just nowhere near as crisp as we should be. You know, we're um, and, not, but people are trying to do that to us, and we're still putting up the offense. That's yeah. not the problem. The goals are aplenty. But know, we should be winning play, any game that we put up four or five goals. Yeah, but when you play a game like last night, right, we played a great second period, but in the third period we really couldn't get the offense going because our our passes weren't crisp. They weren't, you know, that's mm-hmm. the key gotcha. to yeah. the Devils being this offensive powerhouse. And I know that'll come. Um, you know, the, I, I do have faith in this team, but I mean, if this thing does, doesn't get turned around quick, it, you know, next thing you know, you're at the 15 game, 20 game mark. And if things aren't yeah. looking good, that's where you worry because now you're going to be playing catch up the whole season. And that just yeah. makes me nervous. I mean, I'm trying to be, you know, the optimistic guy, the Homer I mentioned, of course, that, you know, it's under a microscope and it's early and there's no momentum, but the other side of that is. Cut the bullshit, okay? Not only is the season been going on for two weeks and that many games, but it's not just the games. It's the games. It's the practice. It's the tape. All these messages are getting drilled into their heads over and over and over again. Like, cut the shit. No more bad starts. What well, the hell is that even? You know, how do you do that? You take the, the last period of the game two games ago, and then Montreal, for the most part, even that first period was pretty good. They had four solid four, you know, periods. And I mm-hmm. was like going into that Washington game. I expected to pick up my phone and see us up three, nothing in the first yeah. couple minutes. Yeah. That's how they were rolling. So where that comes from, I have no idea. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, to go and look, Washington had their back against the wall. They needed a win. I get it. They're going to play with the urgency and everything. And, you know, they're, they're still, you know, have some playmakers on that team. And if maybe Vanacek starts that game, maybe we win it. You know, maybe we win it four yeah. to two, four to three. Maybe yeah. we win in overtime, whatever. Maybe we get a point out of it. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Akir Schmid, you know, had a bad night. Okay. Like you said, let Vanacek kind of settle the ship. Put him in the next couple of games. I, I don't necessarily know if I trust that uh, Lindy's going to do that. I mean, I mean, he, I just don't know. I mean, right. I, I, I think you should. He's going to do what he's like, going to do. We have some tough games, man. Buffalo, especially away from home. <sighs> Buffalo's a good team away from home. They're a good road team. Um, But even if they weren't, Buffalo's just a good game away from snapping out of it. And they've been getting better too. Yeah. And as you and I both said, you know, during the preseason, like we expect this team to almost not be next last year's Devils because that was quite a jump, but one of the teams that takes that major jump. And right now it's looking like that's the Red Wings, which is scary if they can both possibly do that. Like you said, there's only so many points to go around. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, that's what makes me a little nervous. I mean, I thought that Boston would struggle. I was completely wrong about that. Boston is playing, you know, just like they did all last year in the regular season. Um, Red Wings. I, are, I also thought they were going to fall off hard, not as far as you, but I agree. They were going to fall many levels. Yeah. And of course they got to be six and zero, just because just, you know, it's just like they're not be, even five and one, they're six and oh. So, I mean, look, I don't, what do you expect tomorrow against Buffalo? Let's just kind of touch on that. We're, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't think we're going to have time to, I'll have time to put the little keys of the game up against Buffalo tomorrow morning. So in lieu of that, what are your keys to a devil's win against Buffalo? And then I want to talk about the frozen frenzy, but what are, what are your, your keys to a, a, a win tomorrow at home 
against the Sabres. Okay. So the one I already said is just, just no more bullshit, no more excuses. I want to see just coming out firing. Like it's you're beyond that now. You're you want to be a championship team. This is it. So get that. But they should be pissed shit. now, right? They should. Like, be they pissed. should be pissed. They should There's be no more like, lessons to be is, learned. I think right. I said that two games ago. Like stop with the lessons. Now you were down three nothing, and you showed, yeah, we can come back on that. But then you know, a little too little, too late. Because on any team you're going to play, if you have to come back from three goals, there's still a really good chance they're going to get the next one. That's just how it kind of works out most of the time. So no more of that crap. Really tired of that. Um, let V get a couple starts in a row. So it's kind of everything we already talked about. Um, Schmidt, just mental break, whatever it is. He's just, he's definitely not himself. And then my third key is Mercer's got to get going. And again, it's not even that I'm saying he needs to get on the score sheet, which he obviously does, but our forwards are take are picking up the slack. I just need to see him do something. Yeah. Break up a good play harder on the boards. I don't know. Like just literally invisible is exactly how you said it. So you get him going Again, it just seats everybody a little better, and then maybe everybody loosens a stick, plays a little better defensively. You know, I don't know what if they think they got to go out and score six goals a game. I don't know what it is, but you know, those are my three keys, and I think I think they're going to come out and they're going to play a great game. I am not guaranteeing that means they're going to win, though. But I think they're going to play a full sixty. Well, I think that's the key. You you want to win, play a full 60. It's really that simple. Play your game, come out hard, be pissed. You know, be fucking pissed. You you have given uh, the home crowds almost nothing to cheer for in some of these games. Uh, you know, you're playing at home now. You have the next two at home. There's n- no excuses anymore. You're 100% right when you say there's nothing left to learn. There are no lessons left to learn. This team knows how to win. Prove it. Um, I, I, one thing I am happy about is that VTech has been playing very well. Um, so I can, I hope that continues, but you're playing a Buffalo team that is going to have their eyes on coming in here and kicking your ass. And I think that we can beat that team. I'm not going to say we're like you said, I don't know if we're going to, but just if you play a 60 minute game and you play as hard every game, every period, the way you played the second period last night against Washington, like I honestly thought, okay. Not only were we playing the Capitals, they're starting a rookie goaltender who has never started a game before. And I'm like, this is, we're going to put eight up tonight. Yeah. You know, especially and, once and, we got the fourth. Right. I was like, there's no sort of, you know what I, I liken it to, which is weird because it was a much more huge, dramatic moment. Well, like 2015, when the Mets were playing against the Cardinals to try to get to the World Series, and Andy Chavez made that incredible catch over the wall in left field, snags the home run, all the momentum going the Mets way. All they got to do now is just come down and just like win that game, and they just they shit the bed. Yep. It was yeah. kind of like, now I know this is it's- a single regular season hockey game, and it's not nearly as big as that moment, but I felt like if you're going to do all that and you're going to get to that fourth goal, now, just play your game the rest of the game. You don't yeah. need to be superheroes, and that should have been an instant W. 100%. Yeah, take what you need. Sorry. You want to come say hello to on the podcast? Okay. Sawyer, say hi. say hi to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> What's up, bud? All right, bud. You all right? Where are you going? He's going upstairs. Oh, okay. All right, man. He's only about three feet Thanks. bigger than the last time I saw him. Dude, he's huge, right? <laughs> Oh I can look up to him. I can't believe this freaking kid is only 15 years old. He's like almost six foot. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I yeah, they got to definitely come out, play hard, play from the get-go. Be pissed. Play with a fucking edge. Um, and stay out of the penalty box because our penalty kill sucks. Like, that's the, the other thing. But off the Devils, 
what did you think of the Frozen Frenzy? I like it. I mean, I really do. I didn't get to partake that much in everything that was going on, but just knowing it was happening and knowing, you know, I was watching more of like just the NHL network and just kind right. of keeping up what's going on. I really found it interesting the next morning, um, listen to, you know, the, the guys on the radio talking about the total number of shots and goals and penalty minutes, like all that happened in one night. I thought it was great. I don't see any reason why they can't do it even I more. Loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So I went up to Philadelphia um, on Tuesday to um, my take my daughter to a concert. So she was meeting a bunch of friends up there. I'm still not comfortable with her driving in the city, so I brought her. So I'm like sitting in the car on, in this like shady, you know, parking lot underneath an elevated train. And I'm like, <laughs> all I'm thinking is like, I hope this concert ends before the Phillies game ends because I'm never getting home oh after God, game yeah. seven, right? Uh, like I'm looking at the clock, like I'm in there, like at the show, I hear the show, like I'm inside the place before I, uh, after I was done watching hockey, I went into the concert and I'm like hanging out by the bar area, just watching the, the Phillies game. And I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm asking like people at work, they're like, what time do you guys cut this off? Because it's the eighth inning and I got to get the fuck out of here. But, um, yeah. I sat in the car and I, I put on, uh, at like six o'clock, I think was the first game, right? That was that Toronto Tampa game. So I watched that. And then I watched whatever game came on. I was just watching whatever games came on up to the Devils. And then I had Devils on. And then intermissions, I was flipping over to the Frozen Frenzy. I was like, this is fantastic, bro. Other than my drive home from Philadelphia, which took about, you know, an hour and a half. I watched hockey on Tuesday from six o'clock at night until quarter to two in the morning. And what a a thing for you, because you're you're in a position where you're kind of stuck there. You have nothing to do. And you got all that going on, on your phone. It was awesome. It was yeah. amazing. I, and, and you know, I know that they talked about, you know, possibly doing it again. I think that they should do this because I did do think that the staggered starts are awesome. But when you have hockey games ending at almost two o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, yeah. that's brutal. Yeah. But after football ends, you know, maybe in February or, you know, late February, March on a Sunday, you start like a lot of these Eastern Conference games and stuff or East Coast games uh, at like noon and you do a 15 minute stagger of all 32 teams. You do your 16 games, but you start at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I think that would be awesome. And then, you know, you finish up at a reasonable hour. Everybody gets their whole day of hockey in as like, you know, sitting down and watching Red Zone at one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's probably going to work, too, because. We finally have the ability now for the NHL. They provided us a way to do that for a lot less money than it used to be. So, again, you go back to like when I moved out to Pennsylvania. First, I had to buy the package. And the package did come with all the teams, right? But I didn't have time personally to watch all the teams. And it was very expensive. And every year it went up by 20 bucks. And before you know it, you're paying like a couple hundred, which in the grand scheme of things is like, listen, you, you do the math. I'm watching a hockey game for buck fifty a game. Like, no problem. I'm going to do it. But, it. but you're paying – at the time you're paying it, it does seem – very expensive and then they came out with kind of an a la carte pick your team right save like 50 percent. most people probably did that i didn't like the change over to the espn platform at first but then you look at it and what do we say what do we say it was like 7.99 a month last year now it's 9.99 whatever yeah. so. but for ten dollars a month which is very palatable right especially right. since you're not locked into these years anymore you could oh my team's out of playoffs i'm done i only needed five months worth right um to have all those other teams it, it just a lot more people now have the ability to do that and they will want to follow that. Yeah. And as we talked about too, even if they hadn't earlier in their lives, 
every every time you were in an admission, so was the other team anyway. So you weren't going anywhere. Right. Yeah, well, and I understand have- why the cable providers didn't like it because they wanted to get their advertising revenue and all that. But right. for the fan, this is actually something they can easily get now. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. If you have the majority of starts starting at seven o'clock around here. And, you know, Devils are on, Rangers are on, you know, whatever other games are started at seven. Like, as soon as you're in intermission, like, I'll flip over to, you know, the Ranger MSG channel and I'll catch the last three minutes of that period or whatever. But then, you know, I'm just scrolling, trying to find games. Like, the staggered start was awesome. It was just so freaking cool to be able. And I think they should, you know, maybe stagger the starts of games, you know, start one, you know, maybe at six. And then every, you know, why does every yeah, game have to start at seven? It doesn't have like to be said. frozen frenzy to do right. it. Just, just yes. change it up. I, I liked it. I mean, I know it sucked for some teams. Like I know the coach of the Red Wings was bitching. Uh, his game, I think started at like you know, almost eight thirty, And he was like, you know, it's an hour and a half later than we usually play. I don't have my family come in and, you know, like, the kids got to get up for school in the morning or whatever. He was pissed off about it. But, and, like, and for that, that's why it will maintain a rarity and something right. you know, fun. Right. Um, but they're still within reason in in your local regions where you can more easily do it. Yeah, seven, seven fifteen, seven thirty. I, I just I, our just the whole East Coast. If you did that, where yeah. a few teams were seven, a few teams were three, at least you have some options to flip over. Because some of these matchups are really intriguing. Like who doesn't want to turn on an Avalanche game right now? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Who doesn't want to watch that? Vegas, Vegas. I mean, they're just they're just playing killer hockey. So Dude. you just turn that on for a few minutes. So the Hurricanes are losing again as we speak. It is 2-1 Seattle at the end of the second. And that is now that Hurricanes are finally home now. I think they've spent a lot of their time on the road. We have uh, the Islanders right now are up 2-1 over Ottawa, which, you know, has, man, they started off hot and they are really kind of falling off. How about these Philadelphia Flyers? Are they for real? Not long term. I don't think. I they're mean, they're, they're going to have to work over ethic. Minnesota right now. You know, and you got uh, the Maple Leafs are up one nothing over the Stars. The rest of the games today are going to see the Rangers and Edmonton at nine. That's going to be a fun game. I'm really yeah. curious to watch that game and Flames and Blues at nine as well. So, uh, yeah. Oh, the Lightning. Um, I missed a couple of games here. The Canadians are losing to the Blue Jackets two to three to two right now. Lightning are up five nothing against the Sharks. I maybe want to retract my Mackenzie Blackwood statement. Oh if, yeah, if he's in net, that's uh, let's, let's see, is he in net? Yes, he is. Five goals on twenty one shots. You made sixteen saves. There you go, San Jose. Have fun with him. See, okay, the universe is starting to write itself. Everything's maybe, gonna start going away. Maybe right it way. is because Pittsburgh is up three to nothing over Colorado at the end of the second right I now. I was just about to point out Pittsburgh as being one of the worst teams to start the season, and then you go ahead and say that. So yeah. And and, and we're saying about the Red Wings, they're actually down a goal, two to one over uh Winnipeg right now. Man, there's a lot of hockey on tonight. The yeah. Bruins are beating the Ducks 3 to 1. This is the one thing I will say about the Bruins though. They really haven't played anybody yet. They have had a pretty soft schedule. Right. Now, listen, we've had a pretty soft schedule too and yeah. you know, we're we're not winning. But uh, you know, they definitely have had a little bit of a softer schedule. But did you watch any of the Bruins Chicago Blackhawk game on Fro- Frozen Frenzy? No. I think that Todd Marchant really introduced the NHL to Connor Bedard. If you watch any of those highlights, dude, he was such a fucking agitator to Connor Bedard. I felt actually felt a little bad for Connor. I did see you, the highlights about that. I saw them talking about Yeah, that. like yeah. you know how Marshawn can play and oh, yeah. like he was just being a little dick like he always is. And it you know, you're just watching Bedard and 
for the first time, he really did kind of look like a little kid. I was right. like, oh man, this guy, you know, he's got a lot to learn, but he's a, that, that, that goal, if anything is going to change that offside rule, it's going to be that Connor Bedard can't score yeah. goals because of it. You know, yes. uh, I think the NHL kicked themselves in the ass about that rule on that play in you know, specifically. They don't give a shit about anybody else, but they want to protect right. Connor Bedard. But sure, man, yeah, of course they do. It's but man, he's going to be a hell of a player. So yeah. anyway, all right. Tomorrow we got the the Buffalo Sabers. Is there anything else you want to discuss this evening, Robert? No, I think that's good, man. Just. Um... It's just time to turn this around. You know, we we're looking at some of these teams that are losing that are supposed to be all around us. So you can one hand be like, oh, see, so we're not that bad. We're we're right with them. The other side of that is if we just put a few more of these together, we'd be that much above them yeah. right now. You're so right. you really want to start taking advantage of this. So, you know, I think for the fans, everybody's waiting for that next this year's 13 game winning streak. And it's probably not going to happen. I mean, even a six or seven is statistically a, a very difficult streak to do they'll have the, we'll they'll have a, they'll have a couple of those this year they'll have a we'll couple of six seven game one streaks and for you know i know that i was i was especially a little pessimistic on this show uh i said it on the keys to the capital game we lost to the capitals right that was the last game we lost before we went on our 13 game win streak last year yeah. so we just lost to the capitals and let's see you know, I mean, maybe they can put something together. Are you willing to throw a score out there or any kind of little prediction on that game just for fun? For, for the Buffalo game? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of team am I going to see come out is the question here. Yeah, I do believe they're going to the come question. out pretty hard. I think they're going to play a solid 60. Um, I said that they could play a really good game and still not wind up winning, but um, let's go with the win. Not super easy, but a little more room. I'm going to go with like a 4-2. to two. Okay. All right. So look, look closer, closer than it is, but uh, it'll be a win. Four to two. Uh, I'm, I, I hate predicting scores, but I'll say four, three overtime. Ooh. It'll be three, three at the end of regulation and the devils will win in overtime and that'll, that'll set them up. And they you know, I think they've so far have been a better road team. So yes. just, you know, start getting these home wins together, man. You know, don't give, don't give people a reason not to show up, you know, like Winnipeg, you know, that's a, you know, they can't, they can't fill their arena. If you're not filling your arena this early in the season, you know, there's a problem, you know, yeah. I get it. It's not, you know, a Tuesday in February, you know, against fucking the coyotes or whatever, you know, like we should, you know, keep that place full. Yeah. Just start strong, man. You know, just there's 60 yeah. minutes, dude. You play 320s. That's it. That's all I want to see. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing how, what this team can do for a period of time and just put the damn thing together. Exactly. And when they do, when they finally do, it'll be a ridiculous, like, it'll be an eight to two game, you know, like yeah. when they finally decide, all right, we're done fucking around. But more so than that, you know, Look, the goal scoring is not the problem. The defense has got to tighten up. That is the biggest thing. I don't know what they're going to do to change it. I don't know if they're going to sit anybody or they're going to you know, shuffle up the defensive pairings, but something's got to be done. Defensively, they've just been god-awful. So, you know, clean that shit up. There's man. no denying it. And clean it up. But we will be back on Saturday evening. Uh, Bobby won't be here. That makes me sad. Yeah. Big but day for me. You have other fun stuff to do. If anybody, not that anybody noticed, but 
you can tell how much of a life I don't have when I'm the only one that's been here for every show. Like I you never... got the streak, bro. Oh God. It's yeah. It's fun though. I love doing this. And uh, so, yeah. And thank you guys for checking us out. We really do appreciate it. We see it every week. The show's growing a little bit and it's because of you guys that check us out and we really appreciate the hell out of you. So wherever you are watching us, please subscribe, like download, Throw us a positive comment, throw us a DM or email us at unclepuckers at gmail.com. We loved the one message we got from somebody. So we'd nice to be maybe get another one. So yeah, it'd be nice to hear from the listeners. I, you know, and- we we see so many like awesomely opinionated people on social media. Not the guys that are too high or too low, but like the people put some thought into it. And I would love to get into any conversation with them. Absolutely. Any question or statement or challenge us. It's just really interesting stuff. There's so many knowledgeable Devils fans out there. I want to hear from them. And we would love to. And let us know, like, you know, not just about them, you know, whether even if you hate us, we'd love to know why. And we would love, especially like if you just hated maybe, you know, me, I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, like I know read. why I hate Chris. Right. So maybe exactly. we can both talk about, you know, why it's I'm the such, same. A, such a douche. But right. uh, yeah, so, you know, and. Tell us what you think about this team so far. What does Lindy need to do with the defensive pairings? You know, are we in trouble with goaltending? Like we want to, we don't know everything. We want to hear from you guys. You're part of the show. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys checking us out. For Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers and we'll see you on Saturday. Later.